on this episode of AV Week, what resi commercial dealers mean to the commercial AV market, getting your AV education both online and in person, and experiencing transparent LEDs. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 382, recorded Friday, December 21st, 2018. Transparent AV. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Biam and by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to discuss the news and information that we have gathered for this week, first and foremost, his name is Malcolm Edwards, and he is with HD Base T. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, also with us is Mike, Mike Garrido. Mike is from Christie Digital. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you. Very, very happy to be here. It's uh, looking forward to this. And last but not least... The brand spanking new head uh, chair, actually, technically, I think is what they call him, of the CTS Steering Committee. Uh, he also with a EAS uh, out of uh, Fort Worth. His name is Luke Jordan. Welcome, sir. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Welcome, sir. And congratulations. We'll get to the rest of it in a second, but congratulations, dude. Seriously. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's kick this off here. First story we've got um, actually comes to us by way of, of commercial integrator, and it's it, Nation has several different shows, and I, I, I start this uh, for a reason. Uh, one of our shows is called uh, Resi Week, hosted by my buddy Matt Scott, uh, integrator, uh, residential and, and like commercial integrator out of London, Ontario. A a woman that is on one of his shows regularly. Her name is Heather Sidorowitz. Uh, Heather is, is on the Cedia board. Recently went through a transformation uh, at, at Southtown, which is the name of her company, um, where she shifted her focus a bit in, into more commercial. The term resi-mercial, which we did not coin, but we've used quite a bit in the last six to nine months, has really kind of taken a, a hold here in, in, in 2018. Uh, I want to read a quote here from uh, from the article that, that Craig McCormick wrote. Uh, quote, unquote, Southtown uh, Audio Video in Hamburg, New York, is the latest company to give customers a clearer picture of how the technology they're considering buying for their offices could transform their work thanks to a brand new 1,500-square-foot uh, uh, facility that they opened up uh, November 2nd. It's it's They're looking at how what they're using at home can also impact how what they're using at work and vice versa. Luke, I'm going to start with you on this. First and foremost, it is Resi-Mercial something that you guys as commercial integrators look at, are concerned with, are looking at some of these residential dealers, whether it's in, in you know, your, your part of Texas or even you know, nationally, where commercial residential dealers are getting more and more into commercials? Are you seeing these folks as more and more competitors? And if so, how do you, how do you, you, know, how do you uh, combat that? Um, we don't do residential, so we're commercial only. We haven't done anything close to residential since the nineties, I believe. Um, and, and for us, 
it's not that there's anything wrong with residential. It's not that we had a bad experience. Um, but the types of projects that we prefer to work on as far as size, scope, um, uh, even just length uh, of the project. Um, and I'd say also the, the challenge. Uh, we, we just prefer to work in that commercial space. There are several uh, resi-mercial integrators in Texas where they'll do both and you'll, you'll see them uh, in neighborhoods on your way to a job site and then you get downtown and their, their trucks are there as well. Uh, so there's definitely opportunity in that space and a lot of those folks are, are doing a really great job with it. Uh, it doesn't concern me if, if I'm doing a really good job connecting with, with architects, with, with end users, if I'm competitively priced, if I'm providing great quality and value, I'm not worried. Uh, in fact, you know, one of the big takeaways I get from, from the trade shows is how many people there are. AV is not going anywhere. It's, it's definitely going to be around and needed. So there's enough meat on the bone for everyone to eat and, and, and have healthy competition. And, and so I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, I welcome that. All right. Well, you actually kind of answered the second part of my question, which was going to be, you know, is that something that you guys consider getting into? Um, which you guys haven't done it since the since the nineties. Then, then obviously not. Um, Mike, I, I want to bring you guys, you you in on this from the manufacturer standpoint. You obviously you you you, know, you have several clients that are that are you know commercial folks, and they they work in in healthcare. They work in Fortune five hundred companies. Um, when it comes to you know, having some of your dealers, you know, either getting, you know, into res residential or you, you have a residential, you know, potential client come to you and say, look, you know, I'm starting to do more commercial work. Is there anything from, from a Christie standpoint or even from a manufacturing standpoint that differentiates the two or is an install pretty much an install? Well, an in, in install to us is, is, is an install. You're correct. However, um, uh, we don't actually pursue the, the, the residential market, um, but we do have some high-end integrators that, that, that come our way. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, with, uh, with extremely high-end clients, like you know, high niche uh, uh, clients that specifically want something with, with performance and reliability that they have not been able to find in, in more commercial type or uh, uh, product that, that, you know, that they would find at, you know, Costco or whatever, right? So, um, <laughs> the uh, um, and our products are, are pretty much high end, um, you know. The, the uh, but it all has to do with with the the, the quality, reliability, and the, and the design and, and performance of the product. And there are some high end uh, residential clients that, that that do look for that. Um, again, we don't we don't pursue the residential market. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, it's the integrators that come to us. All right, makes sense. Uh, Malcolm, as, as we wrap up this, uh, you know, AT Base T, you guys are, are at several different shows. Uh, you, traditionally, you're, you're at CES a lot of times, a uh, number of times you're, you're at Cedia. So you touch, yeah, and then we, we're, we're coming up on ISC, so you'll be there as well. You're at Infocom. You guys touch several different uh, areas of this. What do you guys see different, or if, if there is any difference, between you know, the folks who are doing primarily residential and then primarily commercial? And then those those folks who have kind of grown up now and they're doing they're doing both. Well, I think Tim that uh, I think we see some more sophistication in the um, uh, 
in the in the commercial side of things, um, uh, tougher installs, bigger installs uh, than in the residential space. I mean, obviously there are exceptions, but I think the general uh, residential uh, install is probably a lot simpler uh, than the typical commercial install. Uh, obviously, HEBHC technology works well for both. Um, I think the uh, the installers uh, are probably more interested getting trained. Uh, and HDBHT does a lot of training. We uh, uh, we do training at all the major shows. Uh, we also have a very very active train the trainer program, where a manufacturer such as a Christie, I think Christie's done it already, uh, can uh, basically get trained by us, uh, and then they're uh, all set up to train their own employees. We will help them with a custom curriculum to train their folks, uh, or they can use a standard curriculum and their, uh, uh, the attendees can get CTS credits as well. All right, very good. Actually leads us into our, into our next uh, story uh, from Innovate. <laughs> very nice. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, from Innovate on the net, Kramer uh, has launched the Kramer Academy, uh, an online uh, training or their training platform uh, from the article here, quote unquote, Kramer control or, uh, the AV over IP course, which is one of the courses, um, covers typical IP applications, encoder and decoder sets up, uh, uh, decoder setup as well as system integration and management. Um, this is is primarily an online course. They are off- offering several at uh, at ISC, which is coming up on us in about a month or so. Um, Mike, I would start with you on this. When it comes to training and, and CTS credits, and, and we talked about the fact that, that Luke is now the, the, the chair of the, the CTS steering committee, heavily involved and heavily concerned with, with you know, training and making sure that the, 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 the uh, CTSs uh, of the world have those RUs, those renewal units. From your guys' clients and your clientele, what are they telling you as far as education? Are they, are they looking more for in-person, you know, hands-on, they want to touch the projector and plug it in? Or are they looking more for, you know, the, the online, uh, the convenience of online and the ability to, to do these kind of like off hours or not necessarily um, go someplace for it? Yeah. So what we've been finding is that for, for, for training for, for the Christie products, when, when it comes to actual product, they want hands-on. Usually the, the first question is, <clears throat> where is this available? What office or, 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 or how close are they? And, uh, and of course, our answer is, you know, we have different offices, we have, we have schedules, and we also can go to your office and, and do it there as well. So it's, it's, uh, we're quite flexible that way. And, and, and it, it is important uh, with, with credits for, for all you know, different kinds of uh, um, uh, uh, institutions and, and that. But, but we do have training online. Um, but the online training that we do is more based around um, some certifications that we that we do for uh, for people that use our product. And the, the latest one, the biggest one lately, has been our. Uh, for example, we have a um, an RGB laser training course online. You know uh, that 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 is is pretty straightforward. It's, it certifies somebody to 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 set up uh, laser projectors in, in different in different locations. Um, it's uh, uh, those sort of things. Online, we find you know very easy to do, but uh, but with with product, I think well, people prefer to have hands on, and we prefer if they had hands on when it when it came to the parts as well. So, yeah, that that's, was, that's that's how, it was my second part is, is what what you guys prefer. So yeah, product absolutely get your hands on it. You know more more higher level stuff. You know online is fine. Um, Malcolm, when it comes to to you know, HD based, you guys have the installer zone, which has several different online courses. 
um, for for CTS RU as, as well as some other ones and CTS, which I haven't defined yet, and I apologize for that. CTS is Certified Technology Specialist uh, certification through through Avixa. Uh, Malcolm, what are you finding from from your clients and, and folks that are that are using HD based products? Are they looking more for online, or they do they want more more in person? You know, Tim, I would say in general, um, the best way that we can reach the masses is obviously online. Um, we've done, uh, I think, about 5,000 uh, trained installers uh, online with our online program. Uh, we've actually trained about 150 trainers, if you will, uh, I think 40, 40 plus in the last year. And we've done training all over the world to, again, help help with that. Real, real quickly, 150 okay. in the U.S. or 150 globally? Uh, globally. Okay. Right. So those are so those are you know trainers like I said in in China, Brazil, Mexico, the Philippines, the U.S., Italy, U.K., and literally all over the world. So we've tried to typically we're doing about uh, three uh, train the trainer sessions. Uh, one somewhere in the U.S. So that the most recent one was in Dallas. Uh, we did one in Amsterdam, I think, in July. Uh, we did one in China recently, so uh, that's a way to get out and help help the in product customer do that. But since ours is more of a technology issue, uh, we don't talk about necessarily specific products as much as maybe uh, maybe Mike or Mike would. Uh, so it's more about the technology. It's more about uh, best practices, uh, et cetera, rather than uh, you know looking at a specific, let's say, projector or specific, a specific extender or matrix. Okay, very good. Uh, Luke, we'll wrap up this one with you. Uh, as, as an integrator and somebody who's also responsible for techs, what do you prefer? I mean, do you prefer online? Do you prefer in person? Or is there a reason for each? Uh, there's definitely a happy medium, and there's just tons of value in both. Uh, you know, on the, on the sales end, uh, if you don't understand the technologies and solutions available. Uh, and if you're not able to talk about the issue that the client's having and how you have technology, doesn't matter who makes it, but you have ways to solve that problem. If you can't effectively communicate that, you're gonna have a hard time selling it. If your techs don't understand the best practices of that technology and how it works when things go wrong, they won't have a clear understanding of how to go about identifying and solving that issue quickly and effectively. So getting your, your best practices, your how the technology works in general training is really good. Uh, at the same time, there's a limited number of vendors that, that I work with. There's lots of good products, but I can't install them all. If I have less, I get uh, typically some, some better discounts, better pricing. So, I'm going to focus on the, the few manufacturers that, that meet my needs in a given area and having manufacturer specific training. Um, it, it might be the same as what other manufacturers have, but then you get into their product and you can get, just get that much better at setting up their product, knowing where to go uh, to make that product work its best, uh, even tune it in little bit better than maybe your general technology. Uh, I will say that um, the worst trainings are the ones that are a sales pitch for the, the products that they sell and don't talk about the technology being used at all. Um, 
and I've, I've gotten that sales pitch both in person and online. When it's online and I figure out it's a sales pitch, I can stop taking the class. Um, when they buy me lunch, I'm a little more obliged to stick around. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think there's a lot of value in both, and I really appreciate understanding how technology works, but then understanding how my vendors really harness that and use that effectively, and it just creates a better partnership and better communication between me and my supplier. Well, let me ask you this, and you may not have a good answer for this, and I, you know, if not, that's fine. How do you best convey that to, and specifically talking about the the training that was supposed to be a training that that turns into a sales pitch? How how do you convey to them? Look, you know, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate lunch, as you mentioned, um, but I was looking more for you know some some technical meat here, not you know the 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 sales benefits of of this product. How do you convey that to them, or, or can you? It has a lot to do with the type of relationship we have. Okay. If, uh, if, if I have all my, my sales, engineering, and uh, purchasing staff in for a lunch and learn, and you take an hour and a half instead of a scheduled hour, and you don't really give us any new information, or if you're – I'd rather be too dry than too funny. And I'm, I'm, I'm a – I'm a ridiculous person, but when I've got that much money sitting in a room instead of, of working, producing drawings, managing projects, I'm, I'm really paying for something that's going to benefit me down the road on a project, whether it's awareness of a solution you do have, but I didn't know about that already. Um, so if, if there's ever a really bad experience, if I have enough friendship or trust with that person, I'll pull them aside afterwards and say, hey, really glad you came. Thanks for lunch. That being said, this was a little bit rough for our end. If you could do it more like this next time, I think it'll go much better. And we'll kind of quit responding to invitations for lunch and learns if it's just the same unfocused pitch every time. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to stop inviting them. <laughs> yeah. I can find someone else that'll buy me lunch and actually provide content that's meaningful. Yeah. Although, you know, there's a benefit to buying them lunch because when you feed, feed their bodies, you feed their brain. Oh, no. You, you don't do it without lunch. <laughs> oh, okay. There's, there's, there's a, actually a lot of magic that, hum, that comes with breaking bread. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And so being able to share a meal, uh, when you, you work in this industry long enough, you get to know everyone, you know, even a vendor's rep might, might switch companies, but because you know them, you trust them, you'll take a look at, at who they're with now and being able to, to talk about how their families are, what they're doing for Christmas. And by the way, what laser projectors do you have and how is that different? That's a great conversation to have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, last story here before uh, we kind of wrap up, honestly, for the, for the year, which is crazy, um, from uh, our, our friends over at AV Magazine. Roe has, Roe Visual has released a transparent LED. And the reason I bring this up is because, first of all, it, I think the idea is, is fascinating. Uh, the LED panel is transparent up to 60% uh, from the, the, uh, the article here. Quote, unquote, designed for indoor applications. The Vanish 8 is lightweight and slim with each panel weighing approximately 6.5 kilograms, uh, measuring 35 millimeters in depth. The, this is primarily um, aimed towards uh, video walls. 
But uh, I, I wanted to start with with uh, with Malcolm here. When it comes to something like this, what it kind of I guess the best way to start this is is something that Vix has been kind of preaching is, is the experience. What sort of experience does something like this provide uh, both the the client as well as you know whether it's digital signage or, or retail or whatever the folks that are consuming this content on a, a transparent you know virtually transparent uh, LED. Well, Tim, I think there are some other folks that have had transparent LEDs out for a while. I'm not sure uh, about the particulars of this one, but I think heavily in retail, you know, an application where you have a, uh, a kiosk, maybe you're selling, uh, you're selling sodas uh, in a refrigerator. You can have the door basically uh, transparent, but still display on that transparency, but still see inside the content. You can see uh, a Coke or a beer or a bag of chips. Uh, all at the same time. So it, it provides another uh, great, I think, avenue for uh, digital signage. Mm, very good. Luke, when it comes to installing and servicing these, what are some of the, 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 uh, the, the gotchas? What are some of the, the areas that, you, that folks need to wor- worry about or uh, are there any? Is it just pretty much just an LED? Uh, we haven't done any transparent. Um, it, it's good timing that this is coming up. And this is an interesting use case. I've got a, a higher education university that is looking to get rid of the digital signage room scheduling kiosk in front of their meeting spaces and turn one of the windows into a transparent LED. And that's got all of your room scheduling information on it. But there's no longer just this sore thumb sticking out uh, telling you what you need to know about that room. It's now part of the room. Um, and it just communicates that they are taking a serious look at technology and adapting and moving forward. So I'm, uh, and it took me a little bit of time to actually find some, some manufacturers that produced, uh, some, some variations for this. Uh, a lot of my, my regular led walls, uh, they were actually connecting me with other manufacturers. Hmm. Um, but our experience overall with led walls is pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, we spend a lot more time just getting the, the brackets plumb and level and, and just right and working with the general contractor to make sure that the wall is prepared and working, you know, coordinating electrical. We Really, the, the construction side and getting that just right takes the most amount of time. Once the brackets are up, it's just interconnecting wires and magnets. Very good. Uh, Mike, we're, this to me, and, and Malcolm's right, there are a couple other folks that have, have had you know, transparent LEDs. But when it comes to just display technologies in general, whether it's talking about retail, educate, you know, higher education, house of worship, where are we going with, with some of these? I mean, we, we, you know, Luke mentioned you know, laser projectors earlier. That is a, a relatively newer um, a, a technology advancement that has, has come into its own the last five years. But is that like the latest and greatest and, and, and we're going to stick on laser for now? Or is there something else coming down the pipeline? Well, uh, I think, first of all, you, you have to... Be careful on, on, on the wording that gets used. Uh, okay. There's been a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of times you can get some manufacturers that refer to laser projectors when it's a laser phosphor projector, which is a little different than, than uh, an RGB true laser projector. And uh, um, um, there's difference in performance and, and everything else. You can you can make a whole list on, on that kind of stuff. But but in in reality, we're, we're from a from a from a, a visualization point of view, uh, you know, we're, there's there's 
there's advancements in LED and, and you know with tighter pitches and, and transparencies in this case, which is which is, I, I think it's sort of interesting. Cause it's always it's always good to to push the standards a little bit and sort of put things put things out there that are that are a little different than somebody else just to just to make sure that the that that the market is is is, is, is continues to be flexible and and, and, and vibrant. But uh, from from a, a the laser point of view, you know, at Christie we're 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 moving towards RGB illumination, you know, with with the uh, with all-in-one boxes where it's, where it's true RGB, uh, three separate red, green, blue lasers, and you know, 40,000 lumens up on the wall and 4K resolution, all that kind of stuff. I don't want to get into into that kind of thing. That's not this discussion. But but uh, um, um, for the production world, it has always been about you know brighter, cheaper, smaller, right? And uh, from, from what I see happening in, in the LED world is it's it's almost the same thing. Only it's you know. Tighter pitch, better prices, easier to set up. Um, the, uh, um, the same thing can be said for for panels. You know, lighter panels, bigger panels, bigger, lighter, and cheaper. Right? That's that's what you want for a panel. Sort of the opposite of there for for projection. That's but it goes smaller. But uh, um, you know, I, I was I was uh, recently at a at a at a at a concert uh, in 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 close to close to here and. And what surprised me about about this this concert was the fact that they were using LED, they were using uh, uh, projection, um, they 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 were using some of the some of the panels, the in-house panels outside to to, to promote the 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 band, um, and just the integration of all this technology coming together to 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 provide one one um, experience is. I think really that's that's where things are going, and and you know uh, uh, Malcolm with it with the HD based T and then distribution, it's 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 great to see, and and, and to that that uh, that uh, people are thinking about how how these experiences are going are going to be created. It's not it's not just about visualization, but but distribution of signals and 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 and, and loop, you know, getting, getting things getting all these things to work together. It's up to you guys, and uh, we're uh, uh, at, at Christie, we're all very excited about about where things are going and. And uh, uh, working closely with the entire uh, uh, market space to 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 just keep going because you're right. There's there's uh, I think Malcolm, you mentioned that there's, there's enough meat on the steak, or was that you, Luke? I, I don't remember, but but uh, uh, you're right. There is enough meat on the steak, and and, and we can all uh, uh, prosper and grow with with the way things are going right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, guys, as we uh, wrap up here. I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, uh, SCN System Contractors News uh, has released their 2019 Hall of Fame. Uh, this is their eighth annual uh, Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. I just want to say uh, congratulations to everybody. There's some folks here that, that you know, AV Nation has been connected with, Melissa Dillman, Sam Malik, um, uh, as well as uh, Marla Suttenberg. Uh, Dana Barron is, is on that, that list. Julian Phillips, uh, who's heavily involved in, uh, in FIXA. Also, what happened this week was the CTS Certification Committee has elected their folks that are going to um, um, represent you, the folks who, who hold CTSs. Uh, Heather Calloway uh, was elected there, uh, Lauren Gertie, uh, and Mr. Luke Jordan, CTSI from Electro Acoustics and Video. And Mr. Jordan has been elected by his committee peers as their chair. Good. So again, congratulations, sir. Thank you very much, Tim. So what does that mean? What, what do you have to do? Wave and smile. Would disagree with that, but go ahead. Well, that's because Jeremy's figured out how to wave without hurting his wrist. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's actually a, a really huge honor to be just on the committee in general and, and then be the chair. So 
uh, my understanding of, of, of the committee's you know, value and, and purpose um, is one to really promote certification, not only just that you should get it, but that also the certification is, is meaningful. Um, and I, would, I would say that, you know, stress that's inside the industry, but also to the partners uh, of our industry, uh, whether that be consultants, architects, uh, and end users. Um, additionally, I would say that uh, the committee itself really is in charge of just tons of subcommittees where you've just got really intelligent, hardworking people that are, are writing the test, that are, are looking for ways to make sure that it's relevant and that just even the training materials are, are adequate for, so that this doesn't become something that just gets left along the side of the road as technology passes it by. But as cutting edge innovation, technology, ways of doing things, best practices are, are wrought, um, this is just staying right ahead of that curve, making sure that it is valuable. And one of the things that I've seen been able to bless to be a part of is the trajectory of somebody's entire life can be changed by certification. If you understand that you have the ability to take charge of your life, just be ridiculously responsible for yourself, you can pick up a book, you can study, you can learn, you can ask questions. Uh, Avixa even has uh, micro-credentials where if you don't have a mentor, you can video chat with Chuck and, and Marcus at Avixa and they'll help verify your ability to, yeah, you've learned how to solder and you understand how to wire things and how to build racks and they've got micro-credentials for that. You can put all that together and you can get a CTS and when you apply for a job, just by having that CTS, an employer has an understanding of what knowledge you know, what you've been able to prove, and it doesn't mean that you know everything, but it means that you've invested in yourself and you're the type of person that is going to continue serving and working and striving for excellence every day. And when somebody takes that, that applies to your whole life. So whether that's home, church, family, friends, or work, that's the type of person you are. And several of our employees, you've just seen them understand they have the ability to change their lives and it's has been fantastic. So being a part of this committee is awesome. What it does and what it stands for is terrific. I could not be more excited or thrilled. All right. Again, congratulations. That's really, really awesome. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it, uh, honestly, for, for this episode and, and for this year, the next couple of weeks of, of AV week, you'll see a best of, and, and then we'll kick off the year looking, uh, looking back to see what the biggest stories were for 2018. Uh, but gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Malcolm Edwards from HDBase-T. How do people find you? Uh, thank you much, Jim. You can find us at hdbase-t.org, and uh, we will be at ISC uh, Hall 5, booth uh, S110. So come and see us there in Amsterdam. All right, very good. Uh, Mike Garrido, thank you so much from, from Christy. Uh, how do people find you and or Christy? Well, we got a, a christydigital.com is our, is our home webpage, and, and we'll be at uh, Amsterdam at ISC at the Hall 1H70. All right, so. very good. We'll see you there, absolutely. Uh, hall, hall 1, in case you haven't been, is, is one of the biggest, uh, busiest halls. So I'll say Hall 5 is now, too. Uh, and Mr. Jordan, thank you, sir. Again, uh, how do people find you? <clears throat> uh, you can find me on Twitter at LukeJordanEAVI. You can find our website at EAVI.com. Or instead of going to Amsterdam, you can find me living large in Texas. <laughs> you just got to find him in Texas. Texas is a big place. So, you know, 
Fort Worth, not Dallas. Don't ever tell him he's from Dallas. He's from Fort Worth. Just <laughs> you're, you're learning. Uh, I'm trying, dude. Uh, all right. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, don't follow me on the Twitters uh, because at this point, I'm just crossing my fingers that the Bears continue to uh, remember how to play football. Uh, but go by the website, if you would, please, avnation.tv. avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. While you're there, check out our uh, supporters section. These are the folks who help us financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and ISE coverage uh, in just about a month. And then Christy Digital as well as HD Base T are two of those. Who, so we thank them for their support. Also, while you're there, uh, check out our next webinar. Uh, it's on AV Network Security. comes your way January 16th. So all that and more at avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>